Hi, this is Amory Fox, and you're listening to my podcast on your terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hello and welcome to On Your Terms, the podcast where I talk to people on changes they have made to help them live their life on their own terms. My guest today is an amazing lady, Andrea Manning. I'd like to welcome Andrea today. Over the last few years, Andrea has gone back to college while working and has now set up her own company, Data Influence. I'm so interested in finding out all about the journey, your company and the person behind it. So welcome, Andrea, and thank you today for being my guest. Hi, I'm Maria. Thank you for having me. Great. Um, So I'd like to start, first of all, maybe if you could tell me a little bit about who you are and your company. Okay, so I moved to Ireland 10 years ago and I've got a daughter. I'm a single mom and... um, I don't know, I've got ambitions. I think that sums me up. So at the moment, I've set up my company, Data Influence, and they say that when you find something that sizzles your bacon, that's it. And I have to say that I have found it. People laugh, but my famous saying is, I love GDPR. And I do, I really love it. (laughs) And then through GDPR, I discovered cybersecurity. And I think it is just the most exciting place to be. And so I'm in a really great place. I'm building my business. I'm on an accelerator program trying to do a little startup with the cybersecurity side and everything feels like it's coming together. Great. Okay. And we'll definitely get talking about that uh, later on in the podcast. What I'd like to do first of all, Andrea, is maybe take you back to when you were young and what you actually wanted to be when you grew up. Okay, this was the best question because I was really thinking about it. And then I thought, I didn't want to be anything. When I was a child, I was already a businesswoman. I had about five businesses and as a typical child, obviously I had a baking business. My mother paid for the ingredients. I sold the cakes and kept all the profits. I never paid for the ingredients. I had a business selling teddy bears. I had a business selling personalized stationery. I had another business selling perspex homeware stuff. And then I used to make macrames for the local florist. So I didn't want to be anything. I really was one. I think I was richer and more successful than I've ever been when I was about 12. So you've always been sort of like a little entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize it until you asked the question and I had to think, you know, maybe think on it. Very good. So before you actually set up your current company, Data Influence, what had you been doing for the last number of years? Okay, so my background was I went to hotel school and I'd worked in hotels and restaurants and sales and marketing. And then I moved to Ireland in 2009 to set up my marketing business. And I didn't realize, first of all, how bad the recession was and how small Ireland was. So it was a plan B and I landed up with a market store and making pizza bases and chocolate chip cookies. And again, my sort of entrepreneurial streak came out because then I landed up doing it for garden centers and I had about three markets and a home order business and I turned it into a little business. Okay, very good, very good. And how long, or when did you decide to make a change? What, what was the reason that you went, sort of went back to college or was there a light bulb moment for you when this yeah. all changed? I was sitting in a toxic job doing something I hated. It was a little part-time job and I really didn't like it. And I remember sitting there thinking, I'm trapped. I can't even leave this job because actually there's nothing else out there for me. 
And so I had to plot my escape. It took five years. <laughs> <laughs> I love plot my escape. <laughs> and I did. I stayed working there. But I, all the time I knew that I was building my escape route. So it was a long escape route. But I did. I realized that, you know, when you've had children, you sort of stop learning and you stop growing. And my daughter was seven. And I think I had done that. I just put my head down and being a mom and that. And then I realized, oh, my God, she's going to grow up. And then what's left for me? That was planning place. Okay, okay. And was it your plan all the time to go back to college um, over this five years plotting, as you said, what made you decide to go back to college? Well, it's not, it wasn't even go back. I never got a degree first time around. I never went to college straight from school. When I was growing up, that wasn't a thing. You either became a teacher or a nurse or a wife. Okay. And there wasn't career guidance. And nobody pushed a woman to kind of get a career and certainly not to go into the tech world. And I've always loved tech. And it was one of those things, a bit like I never learned to ride a bicycle and it bothered me. Yeah. And so I was like, it was one of those things I just had to take off my list. I needed a degree and I learned to ride a bicycle at the same time. Fair play to you. That's brilliant. Very good. Did you find that hard then um, going back to college, being a single mom, um, working? How did you balance all of that? Because that would be a sort of a bit of a fear factor for a lot of people in that position. Absolutely. So I think you always learn from other people. And I was I went to drop my daughter off at a birthday party and I was just speaking to the mom who'd done the same thing. And I said, how did you do it? Yeah, and I did an access course and I went home that night and I Googled access courses and the closing date was midnight that night. So at wow. nine o'clock on a Saturday night, after a few glasses of wine, I filled in my application. And I think if it hadn't been so sort of urgent and it hadn't been for the wine, I would have overthought it and never filled it in. So the access course was brilliant. It was two nights a week at NUIG and one Saturday a month. And it just gave me the confidence and made me realize, okay, I can do this. And what they do is they bring you up to sort of leaving cert level so that at least when you go and start your degree, you're sort yes. of on the same playing field as the others. But you're not in a million years. There I was, how old was I, 47, 48, sitting next to 18-year-olds. I mean, I was older than their mom. <laughs> and I'd never done maths at school. I'd given it up at 16. I, oh my God, it was so daunting. But it was actually brilliant as well. And as part of the access course, you had to interview other students to get a you know, find out about your course. And the best advice I ever got was from this student on my course. And she said, just think of it as 12 weeks and 12 weeks. Each semester is 12 weeks. That's all it is. That's great. And then you've got your exams. That's nothing. Anybody yeah. can do 12 weeks. So that was my entire strategy for the whole time. Just 12 weeks. And every week I would say to myself, 11 weeks, 10 weeks, nine weeks, eight weeks. And I yeah. just looked at the small picture. If I'd looked at the big picture, I would have run a mile and never done it. Yeah, that's actually really, really good. Yeah, break it down into blocks like that of 12 weeks. That's fantastic. And what did you go back to college to do then when you finally signed up to do your degree? So I found this best degree ever. It's called the BSc in Business Information Systems. And it's like half a BCom and half tech. So we Brilliant. did programming and databases and all that side. But then we did all the sort of the regular BCom things, so management and accounting and economics. So it's a lovely course because you come out and you're really employable or what I thought I was and all the graduate programs, you know, like Accenture and SAP and Deloitte and that they just snap up all the graduates from this course because Great. you've got that lovely balance. Yeah. And, um, 
I know you went out then and set up your own company. Had that been the plan initially or did you uh, hope that you would have got employed somewhere? Oh, no, I was planning on this big fancy job because I was going to come in with my years of experience plus this fabulous degree. And I went out to look for a job and it wasn't there. I think because I had this bizarre CV that didn't make sense. It certainly wouldn't file through an algorithm. Yeah. And without question, there is an age thing out there. Okay. And so as a graduate with that degree, though, every, pretty much 90% of the class all got great jobs, starting salary, 40,000, fabulous companies. Yes, they, were, they could relocate to Dublin. Yeah, they might have been in a little bit of a different position as well. Yeah, yeah. and they were oh. graduates because they can mold them. So it is really hard to be somebody my age with a new degree and old skills and everything, and the, the job just wasn't out there, which was a bit of like an eek moment. And then... Same thing. I just had this sort of light bulb moment. Well, best I get on with it. And the degree that I did, did a, a nine month internship in the third year. And so that yeah. gave me practical experience. And that's when I learned about GDPR. And I, then I realized I have a skill. I have, I have everything. What am I waiting for? Brilliant. Great. I suppose, you know, listening to your journey where you got from where you were to where you are now, what advice would you have given yourself years ago? you know what, I'm not that kind of person. I never have regrets because I just think everything you do shapes your future. And I'm in a great place. And yeah. my, fav- my favorite podcast is um, Elizabeth Day, How to Fail. Yeah. And she talks about from failure comes success. So, oh my God, I've had my failures. Yeah. I, could, you know, I could write a book about them. But they, they got me to where I am now. So maybe in my 20s, because I was such a messer and just a you know, wanted to be out of party and I didn't get a degree. Yeah. I got my degree now, which I got so much more value from it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause you had to take the time and actually go back and do it and, and juggle everything that you had. I totally agree. I'm, I, I kind of think I'm the same. I don't really have regrets. Everything I've done has brought me to this stage as well. So I do like that. Um, and I know people have very different opinions on that as well. Um, so is there anything you would change? I know that's slightly the same type of question, but you know, if you were to change anything at all over the last say number of years, would there be anything that you would change? One of the big things when I went to college, part, there was a little bit of me that thought, well, this isn't my journey, it's the 18-year-old's journey. So whenever there was maybe the job for class president or joining the societies or any of that, I didn't take part. I didn't feel that that was my journey. And I look back and I think that was so dumb. It was my journey as well. Yeah. And I didn't, because I was kind of doing a full-time job and a full-time mom and a full-time degree. I didn't have time for anything else. So I didn't look after myself. I didn't look after my health. And the one thing I didn't do was build a network. And I didn't realize how important your network is. So when I went to go and look for a job, I realized I didn't have a network because the company oh. I'd been working for was a sort of a global company. It was all online. So I didn't have those people. And now I'm working on building my network and just realizing the value of a network. It's worth more than a degree, to be fair. Brilliant. Yeah. So if you had known that, I suppose, a couple of years ago, you could have started off a couple of years earlier. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Your network is huge. Yeah. So what are your goals, I suppose, both personally, Andrea, and also for your company going forward? Or are you a person that actually writes your goals down? Well, in the five years, I didn't have time to write my goals. Like I said, I didn't have time to look after myself. So this year, I was like, right, I'm going to make my goals. 2020, I bought this most gorgeous year planner with goals and wins and to-dos. And I wrote my vision for 2020. A big part of it 
was giving back because I'd had such a sort of struggle with that job search and realizing the problems that women and older women face in the job search. One of my big goals was I am going to give back. I'm going, wow, to I'm going to help. Think. And every time I see somebody on Facebook or LinkedIn looking for a job or struggling and in my same place, I always reach out to them now because I really, that was one of my goals to give back. Because I, I, I was so lucky by going to university. I feel like I want to sort of share that luck. So I did. I wrote out my vision for 2020 with my six goals. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> and then one of the one of the days I was looking at this piece of paper and I thought, oh my word, even with everything that's gone on, I've actually hit five of my six goals. So definitely Amazing. It, it does. Yeah. Um, it works. And I say that piece of paper is so kind of lucky now. It's so scribbled and dirty, but I'm not changing it because I feel like it's got some luck on it. So I've got it yeah. pinned up in front of me and I look at it every day. And yeah, I'm a complete convert to goals. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. Do you know, uh, Andrea, what makes you happy? Or have you always known? Or is it something that changes? I think it definitely changes. I think even now, like the pandemic, just the simple stuff, like good weather, gardening, the chance to actually see a friend and have a glass of wine, more time with my child and not feeling sort of stressed and stretched. So really, really simple things make you happy and money does not make you happy yeah but I think fulfillment and definitely investing in myself by learning and I'm still learning like once the learning switch is turned on you can't turn it off yeah Um, and that makes me happy just yeah just growing yeah yeah Uh, very interesting that everyone I talk to actually they always say just the simple things is what makes them happy and that's so so important to know I think as well do you have anyone Andrea that inspires you um maybe from even when you were younger or somebody that inspires you now ballsy woman so we'll start with my mom who's 83 who every time a new iPhone comes out she goes and gets it And then when the man in the iPhone shop wants to help her set it up, she looks at him with disgust because she knows exactly how to set up an iPhone. In the, you know, pandemic now in the retirement village, she's got all the old people on Zoom set up. So I think I definitely get some of my sort of love for tech. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then in sort of, in the greater world, there's a woman called Caroline Criado Perez, and she wrote this book, Invisible Women, the exposing the data bias in a world designed for men. This book is life-changing. She researched how we are so, I don't know, at just on the back foot all the time from the way that cars are designed, that they're designed for men. So as a woman, you've got a bigger chance of dying or being fatally injured just because the car is designed for the, the average man or the PPE equipment all the face masks are designed for a man-shaped face, a man-shaped body. So the, the female nurses are less protected. That's why we have such a higher rate of, of women dying and not men because they're the nurses and the care. This book is life-changing. So she is my hero. Okay. Um, yeah, so just ballsy woman, really. Really? Okay, very good, very good. Um, just you mentioned that book there that, that you really like. Is there any other books that you've read um, that you would recommend us to have a look at that you 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 live by as such? Do you know what? I think I've got, I don't know, I can't concentrate at the moment. So I'm definitely more of a podcast than a book. Yeah, person. podcasts as well is, is another area that, you know, if there was even podcasts that you'd recommend. Well, it's this Elizabeth Day, How to Fail. It is 
absolutely one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Great. And each week she has a different guest. And even if you've never heard of the person, you always come away with something. Um, and she had one guest called Mo Gaudat. And he was talking about the pandemic and how we were all panicking and everything. And he said that if a tiger was running to you, you would just only be able to think about the tiger. He said, but there's not a tiger running to us. We're thinking about the past. We're thinking about the future. So we're fine. And I remember that being like a landmark moment. Just I got my head around. I was like, okay, we're fine. There's no tiger coming at us wow. yet. Yeah. Um, another one is um, Fern Cotton. She does The Happy Place. And yes. she also interviews but really interesting people. And even my daughter, she, we started putting them on in the car. And she listens to them. So if you want to give your teenagers a lecture... They'll never listen to you. But if you put that podcast on, you can't believe how much she takes away from that. Without I me think I, I'll do it. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Very yeah. good strategy. <laughs> Very good. And Andrea, do you have values that you live by? Or do you know what your values are? Yeah. And I have, a, I, have I think I'm always that person that will stand up for justice. And often, you know, you, you raise your head above the parapet, but you can't get shot. But I still will always do it. But I just, you know, my personal thing, if I could describe my life, and I'd say to be fortune favors and brave. Yeah. Just take the leap, do that crazy stuff. Because it does always pay off. The higher the risk, the higher the payoff. And the more okay. you're going out of your comfort zone, yep. the better it is. You need to be uncomfortable with, you need, yeah, you need to feel uncomfortable for things to happen. Things won't happen if you stay in the same place. Change will only happen when you're in that, outside of that comfort zone. And then the other one is just, you know, a rising tide will lift all the boats. As women, we have to support each other. It will help everybody. The only way we can make these changes is if we have a seat at the table, if we're all there together. You know, there's nothing more powerful than a group of women. Yeah, yeah. So this, that, that would be more on the advice side there that you'd like to give to people as well to rise above. Like, or would there be any other pieces of advice that you would you'd give our listeners? you know what just be yourself i think you go yeah. through life so hard you go through life trying to please people all the time and i remember having this light bulb moment when i decided i was going to set up my own business i was like oh my god i can just be myself i can be that square peg i never have to try and fit in a round hole again if i'm setting up my own business doing what i want it's completely i just yeah and it was Brilliant. it was the most liberating feeling realizing i never had to try and fit in again I love that. That is absolutely brilliant. You know, just listening to you, it's, it sounds fantastic. Are you, do you think, living life on your own terms at the moment? Are you getting there? Oh, 100% I'm living on my own terms. It's hard. And we're yeah. all going through this process of sort of where we have to reinvent ourselves. We're reinventing the world. So it's not an easy path living on your own terms. And when you sort of make, you know, you make that decision to go out on your own, it's not the easy option by any means. Yeah. the payoff is still sweeter oh brilliant yeah absolutely i i I totally agree with you there um i just want to say thanks so much andrea it's been amazing listening to your story Um, and i really look forward to following your journey and how the business goes for you so thank you so much for today thank you for having me thanks so much for listening to my podcast I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.